high time now for our tune of the week. One, let's go. This is the Media Industry Guru Show, the show that exposes you to entertainment, music, film, TV, and tech. We're online 24-7-24-7. You're listening to the hottest internet station. And welcome back to the Media Industry Guru Podcast. Here today is an independent artist. His name is Kid Nazi, and he's going to explain what it's like to be an independent artist and be featured on the DSPs, including uh, SoundCloud and Spotify, and releasing his own works in the R&B and hip-hop space. So let's welcome Kid Nazi, and he's going to talk about his background, his advice on pursuing your passion, and fulfilling your dreams within the music industry. Hey, Kid Nazi, welcome to the Media Industry Guru Podcast. Really excited to hear all things about you as an artist and what upcoming projects you have, EPs, albums, singles, as well as your background. I appreciate it, man. Let's get into this. So tell us a little bit about yourself as an artist. What got you passionate about the music industry? Do you have any mentors or artists that you look up to? I think it had to start off with um, probably back in high school when... I went to my first like underground rap show out in Orange County. He was like the observatory. Mm-hmm. I think I was like 15, 16 at the time. And just being like, that was like my first rap show ever. I think it was a YG and Nipsey Hustle show. And um, just being there like, and just like the, the energy like was just crazy. Sure, yeah. So after that, like after from just being at that show, it was just like a, um, I feel like that's where it kind of like sparked the fire for me because like after that it was just like I love the energy I love the environment because everyone was there everyone was having a good time and um after that it just kind of started taking off because uh once when I hit once when I turned 17 I was like my junior year in high school um I started taking music like way seriously so it was just kind of like turn out like the my room you can't see it but I turned like if you if I was to do like a little tour, it my whole uh, studio. Wow, you turned yeah. I could see some uh, posters in the background, so definitely see some. Oh yeah, Mac. Yeah, yeah, Mac Miller. He's definitely a big influence on me. I think it's just like I feel it's just because um, his whole discography, where it's just like each album was something different. Mm-hmm. that's just kind of like how i am with with my music is because it's like um if you kind of go through you know anybody that's listening you guys want to dive deep mm-hmm. uh, from where i started making music it was just like on some beach boy cali like r&b type stuff and now it's kind of going more into more of just like a serious like day-to-day life mm life to life things like where me and you like we go through on a daily basis on like you know we're we're going through the grind in the music industry or you know you're working a nine to five job so i feel like my old stuff was very on some r&b uh lovey yeah lovey dovey type stuff you know just being you know being in the fields making that type of music 
heartbroken songs and all that but now it's just yeah i'm kind of like more or less just going over to, just to talking about real life and just the adulthood so and what are your first songs that you've released can you talk a little bit more about them the lyrics behind them oh like uh like my like the first few songs that i ever dropped yeah so some I so someone like you was actually why well, okay so if you actually go on my SoundCloud over there it was very um when I first started recording it was like off of a, like some Turtle Beach headset and like a Galaxy S I think it was like a seven phone and I was just rapping into the yeah I was just rapping into the um, to the mic and that's how I was just like posting. I was posting like songs consistently like me and my buddies like we were just like posting songs every day like it was like our junior year in high school and we kind of had a little rap group so um around that time we were just dropping music it was summertime and we were just boom 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 but then once when senior senior year hit everyone kind of just started going to separate ways people started getting accepted into college or they had girlfriends or they just kind of grew out of it but for me though it was just like mm-hmm. i knew this was what i wanted so if like i said if anyone wants to go check it out it's still up there you'll actually mm-hmm. hear like my little teenage voice so mm-hmm. if you and you'll compare it like you'll hear it from like how i used to sound as like a kid to like where i'm at now and you'll be like oh damn like yeah i could definitely hear the the difference the production quality but mm-hmm from now like so those songs are like only on SoundCloud but mm-hmm. when I first dropped my first song that was actually like out on all platforms it was someone like you and it was just kind of like a um it was like a it was a Mac Miller beat and it was just talking about how like it was having that special someone like I kind of made a mm-hmm. song about it, and it was just like talking about like all the things we're gonna do and it was just like a chill date type type of thing I kind of like reminiscing like of like the whole night, like how it would play out. Got it. Okay. And how do you think you've evolved over these years as an artist? What are the lessons that you've learned from recording your first few songs to now? Um, I can honestly say that like from how I used to record to how I record now. So I use like the, the DAW I use is Logic. So the way I used to record would be you would have like your vocal track right and then mm-hmm. you would just have plugins on it so let's say here's the hook and like i recorded the hook okay and like it has a bunch of like plugins and then i would do duplicate that same uh vocal chain underneath it and then it would have like the exact same like copy and paste like plugins so then i would record the next part and the next part and the next part and um I like I do do some like YouTube um, like tips and tricks like on Logic and, and all that, but then also it's just um, I also pay for like online classes as well. So mm-hmm. learning from those and just learning like new tips and tricks on like how to do a DAW, um, it's crazy because that was my old style of just recording, and for me doing that, it kind of used up my CPU power on my computer so like every now and then or if i like 
if it was not just me and I had like I was collaborating with another artist or me and my friends, uh-huh. like we were making songs, my CPU would overload like the RAM and everything. So sometimes, <laughs> yeah, sometimes the songs would crash and I, I would just be mad and because I, I would be like, damn, like I guess I just need more RAM. But then I started mm-hmm. doing more research and just like you know, uh, watching how other audio engineers work. And then they there was this trick where it's like they put all the plugins on like one it's like a vocal chain like a bus in a sense and then you just route your like the like the vocal chain that you're going to record on you route it to that so each time you duplicate that there's nothing in it it's just like one straight plug-in like it's one like one straight vocal chain just connecting to it and i was like damn that's a lot of time and a lot of projects that could have been done so like I have, like I have demo, like I have songs that could have been done, but just because I got frustrated, they just became demos. So yeah. And do you have any upcoming performances? Have you done a tour before? What venues I, have you performed in California? I haven't done a tour, not yet. I mean, I, like I'm still, you know, I feel like I'm still getting the ball rolling, but. I've been performing a lot at Something Dope and this other uh, this other um, place just hit me up so I have to actually hit them back up today because they were asking if I wanted to perform. Um, I forgot what, their, what the venue's name is. They just actually hit me up today. But I do have a song coming out the 20th. So next, next week, I think so. Yeah. What is it called? And can you tell us a little bit more about it? So that song, it's called Like That. And it's basically um, uh, Sneaker Smalls, uh, Savannah. I know you, you, you interviewed her like previously. Mm-hmm. So me and her, we've been making a lot of like R&B club type songs. So this is like another one of those, but except it's just kind of like more of my way where it's just like, it's a little bit more upbeat. You have the 808s hitting. And um, yeah, it's a, it, 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 it's definitely, it's, it's just a turn up song and uh it's actually like my first my own like party song because usually like I, I'm either making R&B songs or I'm like how, like how I told you before when we started this interview I do a lot of storytelling but this one's just kind of like a um have, have a good time type of song and besides the single that you're releasing in a couple weeks do you have any others in the works or any upcoming exciting projects so i'm releasing that and then i'm going to be releasing two more other other tracks those are like almost finished they're like i, I just have to touch up a few vocals and like add some ad-libs to them but then after that i'll be dropping my uh my ep that i'm working on it'll, mm-hmm. it'll probably be like a few months Okay. I think it's uh yeah probably yeah probably within a few months. It just it also depends because I know like I'm always going back and forth with my my audio engineer. So mm-hmm. I'm more of on the mix side. Like I'll send him a rough mix and then mm-hmm. I'll send it to him and then he'll he'll master it and he'll like do some corrections on it or like hey I think like this would sound better with this because you know it's just like 
sometimes when being an independent artist and like you're mixing your own stuff mm-hmm. it's like the um it's always good to have a second opinion and just also have like sure. yeah uh, another head in the room because then they're gonna also put their info like I feel like you could have done this better or your delivery could have been better here so mm-hmm. and what other um, things about the music industry that you find very rewarding being an independent artist not signed to a label or not having a talent agent or a manager at the moment, I feel like it's just because I followed. See, here's here's the thing: is like because I w- I'm so deep into like the whole hip hop scene and like mm-hmm. the whole hip hop, the underground, yeah, yeah like all that. Mm-hmm. So it's just like when I was in high school and I was going to a lot of like these underground shows and then like seeing just how like some of them like damn like I kind of like they're like my age and they're already popping off and that was like the motivation but then some of them they would get signed to like atlantic records or like you know they just get signed to like major labels for like a year or two and then when they come out you just kind of hear like the whole backstory like how they got kind of over or they still owe money to to these labels and it's just like (laughs) damn you know so it, it, it things where it's just like that's cool you know like I'm pretty sure they have like better connections and you know they're gonna get you like to like the next level but I also feel like at the same time you kind of really don't like yes you need them like if if like as like a backbone but at the same time I feel since we're such in the digital age now I feel it's a lot easier for us to kind of promote ourselves and get get us mm-hmm. want to be just because we're in the digital age we've got TikTok we have Instagram sure. we have distribution companies where like they we just upload our music and then it's like give them two weeks and then you pitch your songs to spotify mm-hmm. and then after that then you just have to do like a lot of self-promotion so it's like i don't know i, I kind of find it more rewarding because then at the end of the day at least you know that yeah you're putting your time and you're also putting like your yeah. money but at mm-hmm. the same time you know I guess it's kind of rewarding because because you kind of know where your investment is going. So instead of like I look at uh, the way I kind of look at like a major record label is kind of like mm-hmm. it's kind of like a bank in a sense because I feel like when when they when they sign like when you sign to them they're like hey we're gonna give you I don't know like forty grand up front whatever that's gonna that's kind of like a loan you're kind of pulling out because that 40 grand is going to go towards your tour. It's going to push out your next song. It's going to push out music videos, your copyright rights. And you know, like everything that comes along with that merch and all this other stuff. Right. So then it's like, once when you're done with that and then you kind of start building up that traction, then once when it comes time, like you have to pay them back. And then if they don't, you don't pay them back on time, then it's like, well, we kind of seen like what happens you know they take away your car and they take like they kind of like put you on the shelf in a sense because it's just like well they kind of like they own you and they own everything you do until you pay them back so that's why I'm like I understand why people go because they have the connections but then at the same time I feel like you could also just do it too but it, I feel like 
we could do it, but it's going to take like a lot of a longer route. And it's a little bit more of like dedication. Sure. Yeah. It's definitely, you have to keep like going at it. You have to be persistent. You would say. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Cause like, I could also, I could also say like, this is also another good topic is that the fact that, uh, Nipsey Hussle, for, for example, he never signed to any real actual label. He was really signed to himself, but he worked with the label, but mm-hmm. he told them like, Hey, if I'm going to sign with you, I own everything I, I do and everything. So it's more, it was more of like a 50, 50 split. It was just kind of more of like a collaboration thing. Like, yes, like, I'll work with you guys, but I also get to keep all my rights. So, it was more of, like, a collaboration, and I feel like that's cool, but when you're just like, oh, shoot, they're throwing money up front or I'm a sign, like, <laughs> and you really don't read, it's, it's like the iPhone yeah, yeah. up, bro, like, you just like, alright, cool, <laughs> the agreement, okay, cool. Like, you probably just... Yeah, they if- get you those, all those legal documents, that's why probably... I mean, contracts are good because then you can read them over and see what you don't like or dislike and you won't yeah. get something in verbal. If you get a verbal agreement with a label, that doesn't mean anything today. But at the same time, you want to know your worth as an independent artist, especially. So yeah. there's that balance. Yeah, because it's like, I mean, at the end of the day, we're the ones that are putting our our music out there for the world for people to see and it's just like if they listen to it and they vibe with it you know like that's where it comes into play like that's that's like my main goal is just like spreading my knowledge through like my music and just kind of really expressing myself through it because it's just um shows it shows like where you stand and just kind of like it just shows who you are or also like what, what you were kind of going through when you made that song so I, that's what I that's, I can honestly say that like, that's probably what I really what kind of keeps me going is because it's just like you always when you're when you're in that creative space and you're just in the studio it's just like you're in the zone and like you're just feeling it you're feeling the vibe yeah definitely when you're in that studio and then once you record it after numerous takes and edits and working with production and uh, your manager, if you have one, and then finally you get it seen, released to the public and those Spotify views or Pandora views increase. It's just very exciting and rewarding and your fans then get to engage with you, which is even better. Yeah, you know, and it's a good time because then some people, it's even cool because like when you release an EP or you release a project, right? The song that you think is gonna like take off, and you're like, "Oh, dude, like this is gonna be the one." And then like they start actually like, so, like one of the other ones that you really didn't, you like, you, obviously you put time and effort into like the song, but at the same time you're like, "I wasn't expecting that one to like get so much a, a t- like attraction." I thought that one was gonna be kind of like, like kind of like low key, like it's kind of like people know about it, but it's not as hype. But that one ends up being like the one that everyone likes, and then you're like, "Oh shoot!" Like, it's crazy. Yeah. And then, do you have any upcoming goals as an independent artist, or just uh, personal goals in mind? Um, 
I think, well, just for this year, I mean, I, I can honestly say like last year was just kind of grind mode and just like dealing with work, dealing with online classes and then still trying to like keep up with uh, music. And then, you know, uh, paying off debt. So, you know, there was, it was like a, like, I was kind of like all over the place last year. Now I'm kind of like finally getting centered in. Mm-hmm. I mean, still like balancing school, balancing work and uh, music as well. But it's just like, I feel like it's finally just coming more. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's just, it, 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 it's coming like more dense where it's just like, all right, like, I have songs that are already lined up and I'm just mm-hmm. gonna month just drop, start doing more. I kind of say I haven't really been on TikTok, but I know like that's mm-hmm. like a big key. Even uh, mm-hmm. my my homegirl, my small, she even says like, dude, you gotta like post content. Like even like kind of like uh, do do like a skit that's, that kind of like resembles like the song that, that you're putting out or you're trying to push out stuff like that too so mm-hmm. it's, it's all about honestly i could say this year it's more about content paying off my my debt and um just really focusing on my career this year of just like getting my music out there and just kind of getting me to like that next level those are probably like three goals this year yeah that's a good combination of professional and personal goals and they both they all three of them interconnect right right <laughs> <laughs> uh i guess as we wrap up what advice could you give as an independent rising artist for those that want to break into the business side of the music industry or be an artist like yourself in the r&b and hip-hop space i can honestly say um work with what you got I mean, I didn't, I didn't get my setup all in one night. It took me time. It took me like a few years to build like my studio to, to mm-hmm. be what I wanted it to be. So I can honestly say slowly get what you need and what's going to really help you and what's going to really push like your game up to like the next level is watching YouTube tutorials on whatever DAW you're going to use. If that's Logic, Pro Tool. Well, Pro Tools and Logic are pretty much the same, but except pro tools you're going to be paying more of like like a monthly subscription or a yearly subscription where Mm -hmm. project you just pay one time and you get a lot of stuff for like on the spot and then ableton too that's what my uh my engineer he he likes working on ableton so i mean it's all all your preference on what you want yeah i can honestly say if you're going to be like a recording artist like you know you're you're doing vocals you're doing lyrics i would say ableton logic Mm -hmm. Yeah. but if you're if you're gonna be a producer hands down i'd say just go with fl like fl studios the the way for for a lot of producers that i know like even back when i was 16 17 in high mm-hmm. school kids were even like we were already doing backyard shows and kids were just on the spot making beats even like i, I knew homies in class they were just if you have that thought of like i want to get i want to be a music artist or i want to be sure. like get into the music industry mm-hmm. just go because i i feel like we're all a victim to it where <laughs> we we think of something but we don't put any action towards it like we have a lot of goals we have a lot of dreams and um that's kind of that's also kind of like where i'm at this year too is like i have a lot of goals and i have dreams that i talk about a lot mm-hmm. but 
there's really not a lot of action being put I towards think, it. Yeah, I think it's because, especially when we think about the music industry, a lot of people tend to become uh, risk averse. So yeah. not willing to take that deep that dive into the pool. Yeah. I mean, I can honestly say, yeah, it's, I'm not going to lie. It is intimidating because I do remember when I first started making music and I told like my family, they weren't always on my side about it. But then once when they started seeing just the progression, the equipment, me going to studios and just everything, that's when they were just like, dude, you're really into this. And I thought it was just going to be a hobby. And I'm like, no, like, this is what I want. So be prepared to have a lot. <laughs> yeah, be prepared. Like, I can honestly say, be prepared to have a lot of people doubting you. Mm-hmm. I know I did. And also, I mean, people still doubt it. But at the same time, though, it kind of feels exciting at the same time because you're kind of straying away from the path of just like everyone else is going you're kind of doing your own path and that's also one thing i always wanted to like kind of be like an influence on is just like if you have something it doesn't even have to even be music related either like if it's just something that you want to do open up a business you're taking that route of just like carving your own way and Mm -hmm. i feel like much cooler than oh for sure following kind of like everyone else like hey you got to x y and z where it's just like well i did this this way and it motivates people because like how, how me like how you said it's like diving deep into like the music industry it's kind of a scary leap in but once when you're in there and you just keep going and you roll with the punches i feel like you'll start to adapt and you'll be all right it's, it takes I feel time like, and yeah it takes time and i also feel like how bad do you want it at the same time True. Yeah, that comes back to that thing that you said in your bio, uh, your work ethic, that you hustle. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just a hustle, that hustle mentality that you have. I think that's really important in, in this business. So It really is because it's just like, you know, um, or and if you haven't even put out any music yet either, also just pulling up to open mic shows like Something Dope or green tea studios like mm-hmm. pulling up type of events too and surrounding yourself with like-minded people or just people in the music industry in general or it's gonna help you and it's gonna also motivate you. you're gonna see people your age that are doing stuff and then you kind of also like take tips off of each other too like oh you're doing it this way let me try it or i'm doing something this way or i'm like I put a different effect on like an album cover piece or, mm-hmm. you know, like it just, there's <laughs> that goes down like the rabbit hole. Like there's just so much that like creativity, yeah. collaboration. So I can honestly say like network and just go for it. Seriously. Yeah. Well, thank you, Kid Nazi, for being on the podcast. Wishing you great success for this upcoming year as you release your newest single in a couple weeks and your EP pretty soon. And shout out to uh, Savannah Smalls for introducing us. And it's great meeting you at Green Tea Studios. And maybe hope to see you perform for Green Tea Studios someday. Hopefully soon. You know, I've I've actually been um, meaning to actually get in touch with them. I'm going to do some studio time over there. I think me and Smalls are, but... But when they host when they host another event though, because I know um, I know the host he, every now and then he'll hit me up when they're hosting things. But uh, um, 
that was last year. I was kind of busy with work, but now it's just like everything's kind of squared away. So I finally have more time. Like I said, this year, it, it's everything's kind of falling into play now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Media Industry Guru podcast. Check out the Instagram at Media Industry Guru for all the details on the latest and coolest, I mean coolest, upcoming episodes that you will here. Email at media industry guru podcast at gmail.com for any other interviews that you would like to hear or if you would like to be on the air and give a little promo or talk about yourself or just even chat with me because you know I'm I'm doing this. I'm invested in this. And tune in weekly 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays on the Anchor app, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and many more streaming platforms. Thanks again for all of the support and peace out and let's rock and roll.